Amen. How's everybody? Doing good? Good. Okay. Um, did everybody get a piece of paper? Everybody has something to write with? Okay. Praise him. No? Got your phone? You can use your phone. You're not turning it in. I don't need to. Okay. Praise him. Okay. <laughs> so I am first going to start off with just a brief introduction of me. Um, not because you need to focus on me, but as Pastor was talking about the origin, you should know the origin of yourself and you should know the origin of the person who is teaching or preaching or delivering the word. Um, so that's something that I haven't done and I've been at the ministry maybe, I think eight years. I did the timeline, eight years. I could honestly say probably nobody can say they really know me. Um, this has been a journey of self-deliverance for me, even just getting to know me. So this is what we're gonna walk down is my self-deliverance about myself. Um, it's not gonna end up being about me. It's gonna be about God, so stay with me, okay? So um, before we start or go anywhere, I have a couple of questions if you would be so kind as to just write them down. Some things for self-reflection um, that if you stop and pause, some points in the teaching that um, I would like for you to answer. It will help bring clarity to the message, where I'm going, and how we are to develop in our relationship with God. So the first question is going to be, um, excuse me, if we can just bow our hearts and our minds. Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now, Lord God, just for the gathering. We thank you for this opportunity to grow, Lord God. We thank you right now for the power of your word coming and sitting down in this place. We bless you tonight for Holy Spirit. We thank you for safe travel, that we all gather here to a place of safety and protection. We thank you right now, Father, that every demonic force, Lord God, must be silent at this time. We bless you for the ears of the hearer, Lord God. We thank you right now, Father, for the freedom that needs to take place in this place. So we thank you right now, Father, just for your anointing, for your power, for your word and your might. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So... First question is, what past relationships or situations made the most impact on your personality? The second, yes ma'am. Personality. We good? Second is, am I a believer or a sinner? The third, where was the chain of custody broken in my new life? And is it still? The next, 
What does lordship really look like? We ready? Am I on milk or meat? How does human relationship reflect my relationship with God? And if everybody could look up when they're done. I know. How does human relationship reflect my relationship with God? We ready? Amen. Okay, so for starters, something very simple. My name is pronounced Felicia. It's Latin and it means happy. Um, all throughout my life, I've allowed people to shorten it, do their own rendition. I've been Felicia. I've been, um, I, I, no, I've accepted it. It's fine. It's easier than correcting all the time. Felicia. Uh, Fifi, all these things. <laughs> um, but we're, we've learned that names have importance and meaning. Um, and so I would like to first just encourage people not to change themselves for other people, something as simple as your name, okay? Um, so I grew up, I'm a military brat. Um, my mother and my father were both in the Army. They were, they split before I could even remember, okay? I have a younger sibling, we're two years apart, so I gather they were together maybe two years at least, okay? Um, we traveled a lot, went to Germany, Belgium, where I was born, um, all across the United States, everything like that. I've been to maybe 15 schools, uh, stay with me, there's a reason I'm telling you this. 15 schools um, throughout elementary, middle, and high school, okay? Um, I've also been um, molested, sexually abused. I've been physically abused. I have let's, suffered many things. And I don't want to forget any of them because they're very um, important and strategic to where I am, where I was, how I got there, how the enemy had access to my life. So those are things I don't want to forget. So as Holy Spirit brings them back to my remembrance, I'll, I'll reiterate them. Um, I want to touch on the fact that my mother um, was a foster child, okay? Um, her mother and father gave six of them up to not really be adopted. They were taken care of by a woman that I always grew up thinking was my grandmother really wasn't, but I'll say she was my grandmother. Um, 
so there's a lot of generational things when it comes to belonging, connection, um, not really knowing how to form a connection because you don't really have the opportunity to. So um, a little while back, I started looking at my kids and I was very concerned about their inability to connect. A um, couple of things kept coming up about, um, Frida actually said, when I hug her, she doesn't feel me. It's not a connection. Um, teacher brought up to me uh, one, she was at my home and she said, you know, you paint a pretty picture of love on the wall, but it never seems to leave the wall. So I started on this whole like self introspection about how do we get here? And when I say we, I mean me. Um, what has happened to your walk, your love for God, um, to your life? Why do my kids find it difficult to even sit and communicate with people that they see all the time? Um, why were me and my husband at odds? Why can't I connect? I love him. Why can't we connect? Um, what is hindering that? What has happened? What has caused me to be okay with being closed off? Okay? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Um, yeah, get to know me. I want you to know me. I'm, um, I, I do my past because you all don't know me. Um, a lot of times you see I'm a stern demeanor. I don't really care about people. You know, I take or leave you. It's not that. I do not know how to project okay it's not that it's not there all right but we are going to talk about what needs to be there we can come back to that okay yeah i'm a real person i have a real past some things have happened <laughs> i mean when we deal with it's it's funny but when we deal with one another we seem to forget that each person has a past that we've all been through things and that grace is what we need to issue so that we can all grow together. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, my thoughts have been going haywire in a very good and productive way since teacher, our teacher, my teacher, taught on, I think the title is God Consciousness. Okay. You all know teacher can punch you in so many different ways in one teaching and leave you baffled. But this one um, was not um, a knowledge thing for me. Um, I'm a teacher, so knowledge and information I love to gather, um, which can be a pitfall, okay? Um, because we miss the heart of God. We miss what God is truly trying to say to us through his word because we're caught up on knowledge and origin and driving our point home. We don't leave room for Holy Spirit to minister. So I had come to the gathering with the heart intent to just sit, 
um, I wasn't taking notes, but it wasn't a disrespectful thing. It was a simple, I need to hear what God is really saying. I had some things up um, on the altar. I wanted to know how to love his way. I wanted to know how to properly care for my husband, my kids. I wanted to know and make sure that I didn't end up in hell, that I didn't come here all this time and my walk be in vain. I, I needed to know. Okay. So teacher said, do you hear God in reality? Hold up. I said, wait a minute. Because the flesh, of course, immediately wants to say yes. Of course I do. This is reality right now. We sitting in reality. We talking in reality. Of course I hear God. You teaching the word. That's God. It's reality. No. <laughs> no, that's not what she's saying. <laughs> she then followed with a statement about our faith. She said, your faith is not growing. Your faith is still at Romans 10, 9. Now I was really done, y'all. I was like, self, that's the very beginning. Okay, the very beginning of your walk. That's Romans 10. That's where my faith is? You got to be kidding me. Because, you know, you walk through the walk and you're like, okay, what I need to do next? What I need to study? What I need to pray? You know, you're thinking you got checks on the list, right? Then you go and teachers say, you all the way back at Romans 10, 9. Got to be kidding me. So I was like, okay. That thing messed me up. I'm waking up like, Lord, okay. What's reality? Okay, go to your word. What's teacher saying? What is she saying? Because she's not saying what she's saying. I need to know. I need to know what she's saying. I needed my spirit man to know what she was saying, not my mind. All right. So I changed up my routine. All right. Usually you uh, teach your studies. All right. Get the book out. Get multiple books out. You be up all night. You know, got the laptop, multiple pens, a pencil, eraser, all that stuff. So I was like, okay, no. We are going to go in worship and prayer. Worship and prayer. Something else happened, it's gonna be a little later, but I'm gonna mention it because it's befitting right now, is your connection of your heart to your pastor and teacher, okay? Very pivotal thing, you can't avoid it. It's not a step that you can skip, okay? Um, you cannot hear wisdom of God, which comes from our teacher, or be led by the shepherd if your heart towards them is wrong. Can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. Not that I tried on purpose, but I tried it. Okay? You can't do it. So even no matter how much studying you're doing, if you are walking in pride, in an issue, an art with your pastor or your teacher, you need to repent. You can't grow. Okay? Yes. Amen. All right. So at the very beginning 
of your walk, God frees you, okay? When he frees you, you should desire the proper environment to grow. He will then connect you to the proper people. The greater part of your environment is cultivated by Holy Spirit. The response to the word, okay, the response to the word, all right? It comes from our pastor and our teacher. We're being trained to hear. I keep saying it because I have been in a place where it was difficult to receive that because you see them as mere men. But it's an unavoidable transition that needs to happen with your heart. The fastest way to do it is to identify your issue and go to pastor and teacher with the intent for it to be repaired and for you never to be there again. Okay. The greater part of your environment, I'll go back, is cultivated by Holy Spirit, the response to the word, our thoughts, and people. Okay? These elements build up our connection to the Father in heaven, okay? So we're going to touch a little bit on all of them, all right? Because that's why we're all here, right? We all want to be connected to God, all right? We all want to thrive and grow and walk in our callings and purpose and be in Shemayim, right? Okay. <laughs> Amen. If you're here for any other reason or purpose, you'll be sadly disappointed. All right, so we're going to go back, Romans 10, 9, all right? Go on back, okay? Back to the end of the line, go back. Not a bad thing. Um, don't look at it as, oh, I failed. Go back. You need to qualify that you are what you say you are. All right, so Romans, right? We all know maybe not, uh, what happened in Romans, all right? It's a book. It's talking about the religious set of people, Sadducees and Pharisees. We won't get caught up on names for the purpose of this teaching. Crucified the Lord Jesus Christ, walked in arrogance and pride, but said they knew God, right? All right. So want to drive home the book of Romans or the sinner's prayer, right? want to draw your attention to the sinner's prayer are for those who know God, Romans 10, 1 through 4. If, minister, you can pull that up. I'm going to just do a brief. It speaks about men that ought to know what to do, but refuse to live and obey God, refuse to live by the teachings and righteousness of God. This person knows God, but does not walk in love with God and man. Is therefore not a believer, but a sinner. Okay? So we're going to talk about a sinner. But if you can read the word, man of God, thank you. Romans chapter 10 at verse 1. I'm reading in the Amplified Bible. Brethren, with all my heart's desire and goodwill for Israel, I long and pray to God that they may be saved. I bear them witness that they have a certain zeal and enthusiasm for God, but it is not enlightened and according to correct 
and vital knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness that God ascribes, which makes one acceptable to him in word, thought, and deed, and seeking to establish a righteousness, a means of salvation of their own, they did not obey or submit themselves to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law, the limit at which it ceases to be. For the law leads up to him who is the fulfillment of its types, and in him the purpose which it was designed to accomplish is fulfilled. That is, the purpose of the law is fulfilled in him as the means of righteousness, right relationship to God, for everyone who trusts in and adheres to and relies on him. Thank you. Will we all agree that the word is speaking about a sinner? One who's not acquainted with, listens to, relies on, has faith and trust in Jesus Christ our Lord. Okay. So this is the reason for Romans 10 9, right? Okay. Can we can can we get there? Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, and in your heart believe, adhere to, trust in, and rely on the truth that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Okay. So, without study, probably a great deal of us would believe that we meet that. We would say that we believe, that we've confessed, that uh, Jesus is Lord. All of that. All that good things, right? We're going to put that, put it to the side real quick. Not too far. But I want to go over um, a couple of terms. <clears throat> so the title, I forgot, I didn't give it to you, is Bankrupt Connections. Bankrupt means it's a person or organization declared by law unable to pay outstanding debts, completely lacking in a particular quality or value, devoid, empty of, depleted of, destitute, vacancy, deprived. It is also a person judged by a court to be insolvent, whose property is taken and disposed of for the benefit of creditors. Lastly, the verb is ruin, reduced to destitution, wipe out, bring someone to their knees, break and cripple. Okay? Bankrupt connection. Okay? So in Romans, we see the Israelite people in uh, their connection to God through the law, all right? Our first definition, and this is in English, is just a person or organization declared by law 
to be unable to pay their outstanding debts. Okay? Not talking about money. I'm talking about your soul, your salvation. Unable to pay your debts. So, because we have all taken, participated in Romans 10 9. Yes? Okay. Um, we know that our debt was paid. All right. So, a sinner has the same possibility to thrive, grow, and to be successful. But instead, by reason of their will and state of mind, choose to rob their connection with God. Okay, so this is by choice that um, we do these things. All right? It's not a... Our will is extremely strong. Everything that has happened, um, past, present it still puts you in a position to make a choice. Um, your will is extremely strong. For me, I am a extremely uh, resilient, please don't tell me I can't accomplish anything type person. I, if, if you tell me that I need to be saved or I'm going to hell, I'm going to figure it out. All right? I'm not going to roll over per se. You have to be um, very zealous. I believe that's mm -hmm, zealous with your connection with God. All right. <clears throat> so a believer, a believer conducts their life by the word. Exactly. Selah. So we're working on a question. I'm not sure which number it is. Are you a believer or a sinner? This is for you. Please be honest. Tell the truth to yourself. Okay? A believer conducts their life by the word. The believer takes the place of Jesus Christ indeed on the earth by the spirit of God. Okay? A sinner... Let me bounce on down. Oh, I did the center first. Has all the same possibilities. Okay? But they choose to rely on themselves. Okay? My way of thinking. This is how my mama taught me. Um, this is what feels good. This is what I prefer. That's a good one. This is what I prefer. Um, you know... It doesn't always have to be like that, all right? That's the sinner's response to most everything. Um, compromising, indifferent, oh my, okay. So indifferent um, is not something you can chant. Indifferent is this. Indifferent is when you come to the gathering and you're not cutting up, you ain't cuss nobody out, you're not stealing. You're not um, doing any of the flagrant foul things that will draw attention to yourself. However, you permit no room for the word of God to reach your heart. It doesn't reach your heart because you have no intention on doing it. That is as simple as it is. If you say you want to build a house, okay? You have an intention on building a house. We go through all the steps. We find out some land. 
We get our supplies, what codes and building regulations. We find a contractor. You do all of these things working to building the house, right? Okay, you might go find some financing, all of that good stuff. If you just thinking about building a house, but you don't really think it could ever come to fruition, you might do some things like this. You might look up some houses online. You might say, oh, that's a nice kitchen. You know, I like to paint on the wall. Um, oh, I wish one day we would move to this neighborhood. You, you, you really don't have any intention on being productive in building this house. Okay. You, you have to be willing to move to build the house. If not, the work cannot reach your heart. You'll forever be coming, as teacher likes to say, but not grow. And it's not the word, it's our heart. Are we willing to do what the word says? You have to be willing. Nothing else is not a, oh, I need to hear you know, another word and then maybe I'll do it. You need to prove to me that this is the truth, then maybe I'll do it. No. No, because if you had it in your heart to hear what I was saying, you would have never responded that way. You would have said, I don't understand. Help me. Help me. All right. Romans 10, 9. So we all, we all have an intention on doing and allowing the word to reach our heart. Okay, gonna put you in an uncomfortable position because we're self-ruled, but you have to be willing to do it. So Romans 10, 9 through 10 is the entrance into the family of God. It says, by confessing the lordship of Jesus over your life. We're gonna stop. We're gonna go through lordship. Pastor went, um, he taught on it on a Tuesday intercessory prayer teaching. Lordship is the most pivotal relationship in your entire life. If Jesus is Lord, which he has to be, he assumes responsibility of you. He becomes your caretaker. He becomes everything and everyone in your life. Okay. So I know you're probably like, everyone, how is that? Because he pours himself into everything and everyone who is willing. Okay. He has to become your caretaker. This is the most supreme connection. If it's broken, go ahead and clap, teacher. If it's broken, nothing else will work. No, I mean, nothing else <laughs> will work. Every other relationship rests upon this very intimate union that Jesus Christ is Lord. That very thing dictates to you how you function. It dictates how you function. If Jesus is Lord, right? If he's Lord and you pop off, 
Okay. We just gonna say, we just gonna say you popping off. Okay. Jesus is Lord. Okay. Your response. How can I help you today? Because you seem to be having a very rough time. Let us pray. Okay. It should be the very same thing that Jesus Christ would do. All right. If self is Lord, you probably, it's going to end up in an altercation. Okay. It's about to cap down. Y'all know it is. Even if you don't really say nothing. Some of us are really good about saying a whole lot without saying nothing. Okay. Okay, Berta, hello. You know what I'm saying? We can say a whole lot. Berta, do do it. She will. <laughs> okay, I know you tried it. Okay. All right. So, real, real quick live example. It just happened. Was this yesterday? Day before yesterday. Honey, I'm talking to you. Okay, Tuesday. Oh, before intercessory prayer. All right. So, at my place of employment, no, ma'am. Okay. I rose above. I was fasting. All right. I was fasting. I was ready. Okay. You can see. I saw that. Okay. So at my place of employment, I am, for lack of better words, it is a very hostile environment. Extremely. Extremely hostile environment. It's a lot of discrimination taking place and things like that, okay? So I came home. I was fasting, you know, about the, couldn't have been, yeah. Couldn't have been Tuesday. I was still fasting, though. I've been fasting for this work. Okay. So it couldn't because I was about to cook dinner. So I, I went home. Praise God, Pastor. Thank you. I went home, and I was, like, scrubbing the heck out of this pan, right? I mean... Y'all know how we can be when we got a little something going on. Cleaning gets a little aggressive. Cleaning get aggressive. I mean, you sweeping the same spot six times. Okay. I'm scrubbing this pan like the pan has done all types of stuff to me. Tearing that pan up, right? I'm still not saying anything. I'm like, oh, I got to watch these words. Tearing this pan up, you know, scrubbing. Yes, tearing it up. And I finally was like, calm myself, said, okay, we can't, we can't do this. We can't do this. So I go, and I go to start cooking. I, I set the pan aside, let it soak. Because clearly, you know, I'm scrubbing, it's still dirty, something wrong. So I'm going to let it soak. <laughs> I start cooking, and uh, Holy Spirit was like, um, I'm supposed to pray for your enemies. No, y'all think I'm playing. I really did just like this. Like Holy Spirit was standing on my left side in the kitchen. I said, huh? So you're supposed to pray for your enemies. So the word, so that's the word, right? But I didn't know the rest of the scripture. So I'm like, okay, honey. Calling Greg. Greg, Bay, I need you to come read this word. <laughs> so he come downstairs. He flipping through the phone. We find it. I said, oh, my God, read it, read it, read it. What's, what's Holy Spirit saying? He reading. I'm like, okay, Father, you're going to have to help me. You want me to do this? You're going to have to really help me. Help me. Help. 
help because I'm willing to do it. Okay, he said, ask. <laughs> you see, I need you to help. <laughs> help. <laughs> help. So he's reading, and I'm like, whew. Okay, so I don't pray amiss. We define the words in the scripture. Okay, so let me find it real quick. We find in words that say, cause them to be blessed. I said, cause them to be blessed. Okay, we about to do it. We about to go in. Because Jesus is Lord, right? Amen. Go in. I said, okay. We go in. Repent for not have praying sooner. For rejecting his people. For leaving them to be caught up in all types of evil and vile circumstances. Pray for their homes, their marriages, the workplace. Everything to be broke off of them. Homosexuality to fall off. Everything be restored. Set it right, Lord. Okay? Pray it down. All right. It was good for me, too. All right. Go to work today. And one of the young ladies who <laughs> is pivotal at this, she got a different demeanor. That's so I'm watching her. Well, good morning. Good morning. Okay. Go to the break room, get my coffee. It's a little, little donuts. She done brought donuts for the office. She's talking about, you guys are the best. Have a great day. Big old exclamation point. I said, okay, Holy Spirit. Jesus is Lord. Something as simple as that. It is not something that can be taken for granted. It is not something you can say, oh, this lady is so evil. <laughs> I do not know where to start praying. Okay, start with you. I had to start with my heart. I had to repent. Because I couldn't see. Okay? I couldn't see. All right? Can't see. Okay? It's real and it's true. Because when we're not walking in love, what we do is try to do, which is witchcraft, is try to do what Jesus get them. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Y'all using Jesus as a bodyguard. And we are there to bring forth the gospel, to show forth love, to bring light. Oh, let me go back. Sorry. While I was tearing up the pot. This, I knew Holy Spirit said something, but he brought it back. I was tearing up the pot, and he started me on a journey about how I'm not going through nearly anything like our brothers and sisters, our Jewish brothers and sisters, when they went through the Holocaust and they lost all their businesses and everything was robbed and all that injustice and all that stuff and they still had to do it, that's when I put the pot down and went over to start cooking. That's what happened. All right. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing that back. That was very important because I was sitting there like, you right, because what would I have done? You know, it's coming upon the earth, Lord. I mean, is this, it's going to get worse. Okay, it's got to be a better way. Do what the word said to do. Amen. Pray for them. <laughs> okay. So, we're going to deal with belief. Oh. Okay. So, belief, right? Yeah. Believe in your heart that Jesus died for your sins. Okay. This belief generates faith. 
And faith has great power. All right? Faith moves mountains, heals sick, raises the dead. Everything we need to work in the kingdom. All right? But we're misunderstanding what belief is. Belief is not a creation of intellect. Simply meaning this. You cannot learn enough and then you believe. Amen. 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 Right. Okay. Um, sorry, y'all. I lost the spot. Give me one second. Amen. Belief is not a creation of intellect. Meaning you can't just learn a lot about Jesus and then believe. That doesn't happen. Okay. Um, belief, belief is something very <laughs> simple, y'all. <laughs> mm -hmm. Belief is simply just acting upon the word in oh. obedience. Oh, that's good. Belief is an action. Yes, that you would allow Jesus Christ to utilize everything that you are and have whenever he wants, however he wants, to do what he wants. All right? That's belief. All right. So we got a question. Are we a believer? Don't answer it out loud. That's belief. For me, I thought belief was simply the, the first part. Okay? A study. Makes sense. Hit me with some more. Yep. That built upon that. Building block. Makes sense. Believe that too. Yep. Makes sense. Believe that. Got it? No. You have to act upon the word and it builds faith. If you're void of faith, meaning you can't seem to believe the word, meaning do the word, it's because you're not doing the word that you heard. Amen. Simple. Yeah. You have to do the word that you heard to have faith to do the word. That's real good. All right. So after we establish that Jesus is Lord, we're a believer, okay? We good? All right. Okay. Remember, one of the questions is, where was the disconnect, and is it still happening? Bring you back to that. All right. After those things, you're now saved. You're a believer under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You are a babe in Christ, Okay. A babe, you're not equated with the teachings about righteousness. Minister, if you can read real quick Hebrews 5, 13 through 14. Hebrews chapter 5 at verse 13. For everyone who continues to feed on milk is obviously inexperienced and unskilled in the doctrine of righteousness, of conformity to the divine will, in purpose, thought, and action. For he is a mere infant, not able to talk yet. But solid food is for full-grown men, for those whose senses and mental faculties are trained by practice to discriminate and distinguish between what is morally good and noble 
and what is evil and contrary either to divine or human law. Amen. So if you are, have not established that Jesus is Lord and you are not responding to the word, meaning becoming you're a believer, um, you are not equated with righteousness. We're going to go, righteousness is a little further down. I pray, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Corinthians 3, 2 says, I had fed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. And you still aren't ready. A babe is an unspiritual um, believer, having the nature of the flesh under the control of ordinary impulses. Okay? You envy, jealous, there's factions among you, unchanged in your thinking. Go ahead. How can we change that? That sounds bad, right? How can we change? Do we believe that we need to change that? How can we change that? All right? First um, Peter 2, 2 through 3, you don't have to go there. It talks about tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. You have to closely follow Christ so that all your ordinary impulses diminish. You can then begin to see. So you have no other option but to respond to the word. Nothing else can be built upon it. This is how you grow. All right? Take in the word, do the word. Amen. Take in the word, do the word. You can't avoid it. You can't, I'm a good person, I sit here, I hear the word, but I don't do the word. Um, no growth can take place there. You'll crave more and more as you walk with Christ. Things of God. The word then becomes a reality. You'll see it, it'll start to frame your world. God will be in everything. Um, some people wonder why people stay hot for the word, our pastor and teacher. I just shot them out. And others, you know, I'll mark myself, um, drop in and out. All right? You cannot break your connection with God by allowing a situation or a circumstance to drive you away from the word of God. Um, in no season and at no time can you afford to be driven out of the presence of God. If you manage to establish yourself with God, lordship, belief, that is something you have to fight to maintain. It is not a time where you can be like, oh, I really don't feel like this today because the word is what you need to feed off of to grow in hunger. See, this is what I think Pastor was talking about when he said, you know, the word is simple. You simply do the first thing you heard and then continue doing the next thing you heard, the next thing you heard. And it does it itself. This is for all my people who like to strive. You know, okay, like to strive to accomplish things is not necessary. You just need to follow and believe. 
Hebrews 5.14, solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Constant use of what? Not going to answer it. That's a question I'd like for you to pose. Holy Spirit. Communion between your Father and your Spirit comes through the unveiling of the Word to your Spirit. What results is a quiet assurance that fills your heart with unspeakable joy. So as you're growing in your walking, um, you might have some trials. Okay, it need, you need, it's what propels you to stay there. If nothing ever happens, you might be like, oh yeah, I'm good. You have a opportunity to grow sedentary. Yeah. However, if you are constantly having to run to the Father with what your need is, you'll stay there, okay? So the word can then still yet unveil itself to your spirit. So, the quiet assurance that fills your heart with unspeakable joy. That is, um, without the assurance and the joy, communion is hard, okay? You kind of don't see the purpose. You're really not getting anything out of it. It's not uh, cultivating anything in your life, so why am I doing it? You begin to challenge the faithfulness and the love of the Father. I've gone through times and seasons where you forget that God has called you with a purpose. Um, scriptures that he knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb, you forget those. You forget that he'll cause all things to yep. prosper. You forget those things. Yep. You challenge the love of the Father. Why are you letting this happen? I prayed, did you not hear me? Do I need to pray harder? Thank you. <laughs> um, that needs to happen between your communion. So if you are not with the Father on a consistent, continual basis, and you believe that you are secure in your salvation, I would humbly ask you to reconsider. Please reconsider. It is not a, it's life. The word says that it's life. So if you don't, are not in the word, how can you have life? Like that scripture, if it's life, there you go. what do you have if you're not in the word? As a believer, go ahead. As a believer, pastor, as a believer. All right, so we won't. I'm going to briefly recap on that part. So your spiritual internal life has begun, Romans 10, 9. You openly declare Jesus is Lord. You live by that. Where he leads you, you follow, and he provides all. You have no anxiety, no worry. You're not grasping at things. You're not being selfish because you don't want to share because you're afraid you ain't never going to get it again. Okay? You trust. These are real things. I said it like funny, but no, we do it. I've done it. Were you like, if I do this, what's going to happen? That's anxiety. Go ahead. 
Your relationship as a son or daughter of the Most High God has been established. Both roles, meaning you have one and God has one. Both roles have been laid out, accepted, and agreed upon. All right? So that means you are now in a covenant. You agree. It's been laid out what you need to do, your part, God's part. Y'all walking as one. Right? All right. Tra um, develop your relationship needs to happen in training and righteousness. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 at verse 21. For our sake, he made Christ virtually to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become endowed with viewed as being in and examples of the righteousness of God, what we ought to be approved and acceptable and in right relationship with him by his goodness. Righteousness, a mindset that Christ has taken your place in dealing with sin. Develop through your constant connection with the Father, the Word, through your obedience and your submission. It's, you know that you're in right standing, not because of your deeds, but because you're connected with Jesus Christ, who has already overcome that sin. Not that you make yourself righteous because you refrain from certain things but by your connection Amen. with Jesus Christ you are no longer controlled by the sin that will cause you to run from God's presence the sin that will cloak you so that you would fear going to the father and saying help me Okay, forgive me, I repent. That is not, when something comes upon you, such as uh, unholy thought, um, that is not something you are supposed to handle silently. Oh, that's good. It's not something you're supposed to take in, harbor, condemning yourself as to say, oh, I should have done better, known better, been able to overcome this. If you could, we wouldn't have needed Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So what has to happen is your connection with God. Amen. Because when you're connected, you wouldn't have had another thought that you weren't righteous oh, because of what he already did. So when you respond to that thought or that thing, you said it was already hung on the cross. I can overcome this. I have the power to repent. I have the power to lay all of this down and walk in righteousness. What we do is we hide stuff, okay? We compartmentalize that sin. We allow it to grow. It's all types of bitter and ugly. 
okay? Personal experience. Ain't talking about nobody. Talking about me. If you hide it, you cloak it, you smile, but you really don't like them, and you still ain't repent, you still ain't try to get it right, okay? You are not equated with righteousness because you feel like it's you. Is you? We're the believer. How can it be you? Let it die. It was already taken on the cross. Have boldness to say, okay, I watched that thing I shouldn't have watched. Now I'm having thoughts of lust. Somebody up in this place, pray for me. Okay? It's not you. If you keep taking it as you, it's going to take you out. You are hid with Christ. It cannot be you, believer. It's going to take you out. It's going to take you out. Secrets. Secret is going to take us out. <laughs> Everything that we continually hide. All right. I'm going to call it out. Don't shoot me. Everything we continually hide. All right. Sexual lust. All right, devices, okay, pornography, smoking, alcohol, closet shopping, lust, lying. You cheating on everybody. You can't love anybody. Everything that you keep hiding, everything that you smile in front of, jealousy, strife, envy, going to take you out. And you could be free. Just simply say, listen. I have a real issue. I can't hear what you say. I know that you're my sister. All right? I don't like you. Not sure what happened. Not saying you did anything. But help me. What am I not seeing? We're being taken out because we feel like we're alone in this thing. We simply won't say what we need help with. And then when you come to get help, you still hide. You still hide it. You still lying. Guilty. I've been guilty. You still hide it. Why? Because you think it's you. You think that that's you. That that is all that it's ever going to be and that it will never change. Let it come out. It might be painful. Probably painful. But it's going to produce something in you that's going to be stabilized. Stabilized in your thinking. Amen. You be stabilized in your thinking. And this is good for everybody of every age. All right. Disobedience and all of that thing. Bring it. Okay. I didn't listen. I went ahead and did what I did. Help me. Help. And we're the believer. We should be able to help one another. Now I'm going to put a pin. Listen. Not everybody is qualified to speak into your situation, Amen. your circumstance, to teach, to guide, yep. to lead. Put more. Hurt the situation more. Amen. We have been told over and over and over and over and over and over 
We are not qualified to counsel. Our parents have been given a gift by God to see into our life, our future, our destiny. That should be your first stop. And then when after you meet with them, that's not for you to take what they said and go see if somebody else agree with it. Come prepared to learn the truth about yourself. I'm a person, that was very difficult for me because I thought even after all of that that I said, coming from a family, we don't lay down roots. Parents foster children. I got a bunch of siblings I don't know and we travel all the time. Thought I knew like how to build connections and relationships. Thought I knew myself, couldn't possibly because we need man for thee and people for our life to pull out of us what's in us. Amen. So how is anything getting pulled out? You not connect, I'm not connected with anybody for anything. How is anything getting pulled out? Anything? Can't anything come out? Okay. I learned some stuff about myself over the past uh, year, I want to say, uh, that I, if you had told me like five years ago, I'd be like, can't be. Not me. I don't know what you're even talking about. Some things that um, I made very difficult that were easy. Um, after I heard a word that caused me to think. Thinking is a whole nother topic about um, coming prepared to actively think, to actually dive into yourself and not always say yes or no. Like we respond real quick, get a good word, yes. But really? It, like, is it really a yes? Is, is my spirit saying yes? Or, I mean, that's just the thing to say right now, something I could post later. Um, so I say yes. It really needs to be a teacher. In that same teaching, God consciousness. Said you need to stop to think. I can't remember the amount of times. But it needs to be daily. Um, healthy thinking never leads back to you, it should lead you back to the Father. Um, it should bring about peace. This is the word. should bring about a sense of um, stability. Peace should be able to relax. If you're thinking, this is from experience, if you're thinking and your thinking takes you down a rabbit hole of dark thoughts, get some help. Not being funny. Get some help because your pathway of thinking it has brought you to a place where you can't think productively. So you go down this rabbit hole of what she did. He said, that didn't work. I really can't try it. Um, I really don't believe that I can do this. I can't do that. I can't. And it keeps going. They don't love me no way. I don't really love them. I don't really need them. And it keeps going. Stop. Get some help. When you get the help, be honest. Learn the trigger. This is not in here. Let me come back. 
Okay. The working, the righteousness has working, okay? It's peace, quietness, a confidence. There's no anxiety, restlessness, okay? Makes all things possible. Redemption is freedom based on the grounds of grace. God laid our sin and disease upon Jesus. He that knew no sin became sin that we might be righteous of God in him. So when you confess that Jesus is Lord, caretaker, master, believe in your heart, do the word, develop in maturity, be trained in what is good and evil through your righteous living, living knowing that Jesus Christ already paid a price for you. You can now stand in God's presence free. You can now stand in God's presence free. Sound good, right? Praise him. And you really don't have to do nothing but follow the outline. But you have to decide whether you want to follow the outline. Now, that's good right there. You have to decide. You have to make a decision. Um, praise him. When you grow in your relationship by relying on him freely, enjoying your rights and privileges as a child of God, the only way you enjoy them. Because other than that, you're working, you're striving, you're anxious, you're depressed, don't trust, might get angry. I know I did. All right, you get disheartened. So when you enjoy your rights and your privileges as a child of God, Adonai helps meet every obligation, enables us to walk in wisdom, love, and full fellowship. This is where fear dies. How can I put this? Fear is a lack of understanding who you are in Christ. Fear is a lack of understanding who you are in Christ. The thoughts may come. You don't have to take them. You have to know how to respond with the word. Be confident in Christ because you share his abilities. But remember, your sufficiency comes from God. Such confidence we have through Christ to Godward, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to account anything as from ourselves. By connection, you shall be supplied and able to meet the needs of others. So when God supplies you through your connection, you are able to supply others. Freely walking in love. So this connection is when you um, don't first establish who you are in Christ. All relationships, again, are built on a foundation of your relationship with Jesus Christ as a believer. Um, the worldly connections, or when you are not a believer, they are all deprived, okay? 
They are all lacking something. People get hurt, misunderstanding. People are afraid to trust because you get abused. You've been taken advantage of, deprived, okay? They're all bankrupt. And a lot of us have taken our experiences with those deprived relationships and have brought them into what's supposed to be a holy, sanctified relationship with God. Set apart. It's not, it does not operate how you would have operated with your natural family. It has to be set apart for good use, meaning you cannot go into the relationship without the understanding that you and that person are working one with Holy Spirit to build the kingdom. And amen. You, it's not, oh, I'm, I think I like this person. You know, we get along. We gather to build the kingdom. Each of us have a gift and a calling. Um, all been poured into us by God. It's to be used by you for someone else. Your relationships should have God as number one. It will restrain you when you want to conduct yourself in a very selfish manner. Um, we'll call to your remembrance that that person is a child of God. How dare I not see their need before mine? Let me repent. How dare I conduct myself in such a manner because they're having a, a rough day. Why, why couldn't I touch and agree with them? Did the enemy take their, his hands off their mind? It has to be done through a consistent walk with the word or through the word with Holy Spirit. There is no shortcut. It has to be lived out. Um, you have to bring yourself to, well, I had to bring myself to a very place where I didn't know hardly anything. I knew my name sometimes because I let people call me another name. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's as simple as that. You can't approach it as if you got this thing. So I encourage you to really consider why, why you're here, um, the relationship that you have with the Father, Take your eyes off of man and really turn your eyes towards your connection with the Father. Because if it's intact, everything else will be established. Everything else will be repaired. Everything else will handle itself. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I know pastor's standing up on me. Pastor, can I get one thing? Okay, pray, sir. <laughs> Give love its place, and everything will be repaired. We will be able to see God's will if we have fellowship in the light. I didn't get a chance to go over um, earthly relationships. Maybe another time. To love in reality means bearing each other's burdens, restoring one another so that we can have singleness of heart. Last scripture, Ezekiel 11, <laughs> 16 through 19. <laughs>
Ezekiel chapter 11 at verse 16. Therefore say thus says the Lord God, Whereas I have removed Israel far off among the nations, and whereas I have scattered them among the countries, yet I have been to them a sanctuary for a little while in the countries to which they have come. Therefore say, thus says the Lord God, I will gather you from the peoples and assemble you out of the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give back to you the land of Israel. And when they return there, they shall take away from it all traces of its detestable things, and all its abominations, sex impurities, and heathen religious practices. And I will give them one heart, a new heart, and I will put a new spirit within them, and I will take the stony, unnaturally hardened heart out of their flesh, and will give them a heart of flesh, sensitive and responsive to the touch of their God. My Lord. Just want to draw your attention to a couple of things. I mean, now I want to ask you to read again, but I won't. Um, God first calls you back to your home, calls you back to himself, all right? That's why we feel the nudge to come and sup with him. He removes every trace of idolatry. Then we can be one. We can be one. We receive a new spirit. The stony, stubborn heart turns to a responsive one. And then we will be his people and he will be our God. That is the goal of all goals. Praise God. Remember, every relationship without God is bankrupt of love. First um, Corinthians 13, 3 through 7, in another translation, says the same thing. Every relationship is bankrupt without love. So in closing, I hope that you were able to answer some of the questions um, pivotal in your walk with God. That you were encouraged with some steps on how to um, recover. <laughs> you don't got to do it the hard way like I did. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of Holy Spirit be with you all. Glory to God. <laughs> Minister V, thank you for uh, the transparency and and your growth. process was necessary this is what we um, fight against is the process in our lives wow 
he took me back because Romans 10, 9, and it even gives me a deeper revelation as to why Holy Spirit has spoken about that you're at the place or you were at the place of Romans 10, 9, and which, it, which many of Christians are. You're at Romans 10, 9. And uh, if we'll go to Hebrews, I believe it was um, 5, 13, and 14. I want us to understand where are we really at? Are we the babe that's drinking milk? And what is that? And what did I really mean when I said you're at Romans 10, 9? God is good. You there, minister? Hebrews chapter 5 at verse 13. For everyone who continues to feed on milk. We stop there. So the word for is going to give it an explanation. For the ones who continue to actually feed on milk. The question is, Why does, it's not a question, uh, it's a statement. A babe in Christ is supposed to feed on milk. And the question is why? What is the milk? It is the pure word of God. When a babe is born, they thirst and hunger and crave for their milk. This is necessary for their starting off stage of their growth. Romans 10, 9. So spiritually for us, Roman 10.9 is that you should be at that stage of desiring the pure word of God. Because what's being developed is your salvation. Look, what's so exciting is your salvation. See, but then we grew up in age, but not in spirit. So what is the solid food? So if you leave here today not knowing what is the, the solid food and the non-solid food, you're, you're really not going to know which Christian you are a babe or a mature Christian. Continue to read and I will give you what the solid food is. Everyone who continues to feed on milk is obviously inexperienced and unskilled in the doctrine of righteousness. Stop. So if that is the case, because that's, you're still at Romans 10, 9. 
Why does it say you're unskilled? Why am I unskilled? We haven't become in a place of exercising the word of God. It's beyond seeing the text. It's the reality of the text. It's the mind of God. So the wisdom of the word of God is what you should be seeking. Which means that the mature would have to have the mind of God to receive the wisdom of God. But what makes you skill? That you are, you have lasting and durable experience in your testing and your trial. Through your testing and your trial, you have a durable experience. See, what is happening is that you have a lot of unexperienced people of God. Quoting the word, saying the word, but can't perceive the wisdom of God because I don't have the mind of God. And I don't have the mind of God because I can't search out in the word of God because I won't obey the word of God. Solid food. It's the experience that comes from the wisdom. Now you can digest wisdom. Your inner man. Oh my God. Your inner man can perceive in reality the word of God. Because there is no, with the babe, the babe is conforming to the world. The babe have no experience and can't grow because the lack of integrity of the word of God. They can't dig into the deeper truths of the word of God. They're more physical. Their spiritual system have failed to grow sufficiently to enable them to handle the teaching. Your spiritual system is unable to. To hold the load. Oh my God. Of the spirit of God. This is why you get kicked back. This is why people want to leave the church. At a place to where you know you're hearing the truth. Because your spiritual system. Can't handle the load. Of the spirit of God's mind. You're unable to handle the teachings. The profound teaching. 
I'm not gonna. I won't. I could go some places. Minister Fee, you open a door to where everything that I've been saying. See, God speak once, twice, and three times, and man still don't perceive it. So the reality of the word. So it's not what I'm saying, but it's what I'm not saying. Because what you hear is text. You don't hear the voice of God. I'm trying to get us to learn to hear the voice of God. The babe lacks the ability to make sound decisions. If you find yourself to where it's difficult for you to make sound decisions, you are a babe in Christ. They are inexperienced in the application of the word of God. They are concerned with their own needs and not the word of God. Your development comes to a place of being arrested. They need to be told what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. These are the babes in Christ. This is why I said a leader takes the initiative. The core leaders should be doing things that we don't even ask. You know why? Because you should be at the place of still being told what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. Because you are confident in making sound Decisions. Oh, oh, most definitely. Sound decision. I'm going to need that if you lead me. I'm going to need you not to keep going back and forth. I'm going to need some sound decisions being made. I really want you to all to know, not trying to do a, a additional teaching, I want to pull out that Romans 10 and 9, why most of us are still babes in Christ and why you're not growing and why everything seems to be a challenge for you. It's because the pure word of God in the stage of a babe is simply at Romans 10 9, your salvation. So you don't have faith enough now to deal with anything else beyond salvation. And that becomes fleeting even when you begin to go through what you go through. But that's the only thing that you tend to hold on to. But I'm a teacher, not, uh, not this Sunday, but I'm going to teach you all about 
attracting God. Because what's been happening is that you, because you haven't been growing, is that you're not attracting God. So when you hear, oh my God, I'm going to end. I'm sorry. I don't want to go into what God gave me because it's not for this time. Yes. Okay. See, you begin to really hear God real quick. You have to do things in season. This is it's not that time right now. You don't think about about your salvation. Romans ten nine. That you need to leave from that place, and you need to be desiring to actually experience the word of God through your testing. You have to go beyond what you've been doing. You have to go beyond how you've been studying. You have to go beyond being comfortable just raising your hand. You have to go beyond that. I'm, I'm going to end here. My, my sister Thomasine that came here last Sunday, um, who's been healed from the brain tumor. She, she texts me and but what she's dealing with, she was concerned about me, how I was praising God. She was like, you were so, because anybody know me, I'm not, only time I'm emotional, intensely emotional, is <laughs> in worship. And so, that, right? So when she saw that, and she don't normally see that, she was like, hey, you were so emotional. Are you okay? I was like, yes. I said, I'm fine. I, as a matter of fact, I was, I was just very grateful. I said, first of all, I was very grateful for your life. I was just, I, said, I was just so grateful that God is, is keeping you. I said, then, I just was so grateful for just life itself. I said, I was just grateful. I said, so much, so grateful that, you know. If I really show God how grateful I am, none of you really would understand it. Probably just a few. <laughs> and I don't know if you come to that place to where you're just grateful. And Jesse would permit and allow you to live. But we take that for granted. I don't want to be bed stricken and, you know, thank God for the times that I could move and do things. But while I can, I'm, I'm just so grateful. <laughs> and I'm not trying to make no one else feel any other kind of way, but when you when you're able to attract God, <laughs> because what's what happens, minister and minstrels, is that you normally play minstrels. You normally play in the in the psalmist, and this is over the entire body of Christ to man. 
and not to God. So you don't attract God. And the people, they, their ear is ready for a familiar song to soothe their soul. And so guess what? Then how to worship. Because it's about me and what I'm going through. So look, it's the song that you are worshiping. And you're not attracting God. So, Pastor, this is what's been happening with us in worship. And it's been numerous times I could tell what a lot of you are thinking and going through. So you're figuring out what's next. Uh, you, you have all these different thoughts that you try to bring in the presence of God. And you just won't be totally free and just attract him. You don't. You do that for the people that you care about. You, you dress a certain way. You put perfume, cologne. You do certain things to attract someone you love or care about. But we don't do that for God. Imagine if you would just attract God. Didi, I'm saying with everything you got. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for life. Until you get to that place that you are always having on top of mind that my next moment is not promised to me. Your gratefulness will not be what is really due to God. It'll be like, yeah, he's good. I'm, I'm grateful. I still had to hold back. And I've been doing it for years. And I've been saying this to Sean. I've been saying, Lord God, no one would really understand me if I really pray. No, I'm saying that, and I said, Lord God, but within myself, I express all that. See, how this is what I know you desire. And if this is what you desire, to be expressive to your creator. This deep intimacy is just a matter of just being free. On the depth of his love, a response to the depth of his love for us. Who could separate us from? 
It's like my body can't do enough to praise him. I can't cry enough tears. I understand, David. Because you want to get out of this flesh to really fully express your attraction to your creator. 